Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. everybody. Welcome to Windowsill Chats. I am so glad you have found your way here today or tonight or this morning or whatever time it is where you are. Today, I have the true pleasure of talking to a new friend, Desi Cresswell. Desi is a certified life and business coach who specifically helps interior designers stop feeling overwhelmed and stressed. But the very cool thing is Desi really in her true wisdom speaks to all of us. So I'll speak to that a little bit more after I read this week's review. Again, I encourage all of you to go and leave a review. It's at the very bottom of the podcast on Apple. If you go to the bottom, you can you can just leave a review right there. This week, it's from PDX Corinna. Thank you so much for leaving this. What a lovely breath of fresh air, she says. After a year where my art has taken a back burner, Margo's podcasts were exactly what I needed to once again breathe in creativity and possibility. I've binged so many, I have the theme song stuck in my head. Thanks so much for making these lovely stories that combine inspiration, practical advice, and good old fun. Very much appreciated. Very much appreciate your feedback. Lovely, Corinna. I really do. Thank you. So back to Desi. She helps interior designers stop feeling overwhelmed and stressed so they can build a thriving business that enriches and supports their lives as a whole. Desi has direct experience in this because she was both a commercial and residential interior designer. Prior to becoming a coach, she worked for world-renowned design firms such as the Gettys Group and Perkins and & Will. And ever after several years in the industry, she established a residential practice where she exceeded her corporate salary within one year while cutting her working hours in half. So that's a lot to be said for really making inroads to your own career, right? When she started this journey as a new mom and business owner, she had a vision of what owning her own company would look like, fun, flexible, and it would give her life balance. As she built momentum, she enjoyed the success of happy clients and published work, but was increasingly stretched thin and lacking focus, both personally and professionally. Can anybody relate to that? This is what brought Desi to coaching. She wanted to create the and in her life. You know, like I'm working 
and I can enjoy my life. I'm working and I can have time for my family. I'm working and I can do what I'm passionate about. She set out to create a thriving business because she was thriving. She is now the coach she wishes she could have hired when she had her own practice. I really loved this conversation that I had with Desi today. I think you will find so many gems that you can relate to and that hopefully really make you think. If you hang out and listen through to the end, she gives us even a great little exercise to do. Sit back and be prepared to move your needle today. I just love this conversation. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being here, Desi. I'm just excited to learn a lot more about what you do and the path you've taken to get to where you are today. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to hang out in your window. So, you know, Desi reached out to me after hearing the episode with myself and Jane Dagme. And Jane is the editor of a magazine called Designers Today, which is interior design industry based. And Desi also works in that part of our industry. So I just, I just love to kind of hear how you got interior design focused. And, you know, as we were saying before I press record, our paths are, our paths are the most interesting part. Yeah. So, uh, a long and windy road, we could call it right. Yes. So (laughs) I did go to school for interior design and, um, that's what I majored in and went straight into working in commercial interior design and worked for several big firms and really, um, was overworked and was doing incredible work and working with amazing people, but so burned out. And I really was considering leaving the industry altogether and was just exploring other ways of how I could stay in the industry, but not be doing that. I don't want to say intense work because you could be intense and very into something, but just the grueling hours of the the day to day, the churn of it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And Um, really I was kind of at this fork in the road. Um, I'd been offered an incredible job opportunity, but knew that it was going to be a ton of travel and knowing that we were likely going to try and have a family soon. That was not something I was interested in. And I happened to be at a barbecue and one of my husband's colleagues, I was, um, talking to her about how I had helped Radisson brand bring their European line over to the U S and she's like, Oh, well, I need some rooms done in my house. Maybe you could help me. And I thought, Oh, okay. Maybe I should start my business. Uh (laughs) And that was something I had thought, you know, I would start my own business at some point, but that seemed very, very far off. And I thought, well, maybe I'll give it a try. And I started working on her project. And, you know, it was very naive of me because I was coming from commercial design and I had no idea what a huge learning curve and just an additional set of new resources I was going to need to build on, but it was probably good. I didn't have that information probably. So, (laughs) so I started my own interior design business really with this idea of, I'm going to have this practice that allows for flexibility for us to travel, for me to be with these kids that I envisioned myself having And then I ended up just creating another job for myself Mm -hmm. and found myself in that same overwhelmed, overworked spiral. Mm -hmm. And that kind of led me to the second fork in the road where um, we had two kids and I really thought my only options were to suck it up and kind of say, well, this is just what this job is, or I need to quit. 
Like I just can't be in business because this is not working for me. And that's really, that's when I hired my own personal mindset coach and started working with her and really discovered that the problem wasn't just the design industry or just my business. It was the way that I was thinking about everything and my Mm. belief systems around work and being a business owner that was driving all of the overworking and overwhelm. Oh my gosh, you're making my heart happy. I just think (laughs) so often, first of all, you hired a personal mindset coach, ding, Mm -hmm. ding, ding, that you get an award, (laughs) a big one, because mindset, I really talk on this and teach on this, but I think people forget all about that. It's just, you know, the brass ring we're going for, but the mindset on how you get there is everything. Oh, absolutely. I think that, and I, I feel like a shift is, is underway with this. And I Mm -hmm. certainly hope to be part of this movement where more and more attention is being placed on the mind of the business owner versus just the action, Mm -hmm. because it's a top down thing. It's, we all are very focused on, you know, um, depending on what creative industry you're in, but whether it's like a sales funnel or getting your logo just right, or what your marketing is, there's all these actions that you can take to build a successful business and arrive at that end point. But you have to be very careful with where that's all stemming from, where Mm -hmm. the action is being fueled by what emotion, what belief systems around work being either needing to work more in order to produce more results, order to create more money, um, that running your own business is just plain hard. Mm -hmm. It all starts with your approach and your perception of what you're doing and who you are and everything flows from that. And so it's just so important. I love that. I couldn't agree more because sometimes it's the last thing we want to look at because we know we have to align those things. And there's some big questions to ask, like, who who do you actually want to be working for and what lights Mm -hmm. you up? And it's like, oh, I'm just going to go get this job done. I don't want to think about that right now. But when you stop to align those things, that's when you start loving what you do. Yeah. I like to think of it kind of as this dark, scary basement. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily want to go into it, but once you start doing it, you can like start cleaning up a few cobwebs and you realize, oh, maybe there's a light switch over there. I'm going to have a new level of awareness or insight. And it's definitely worth that little bit of um, getting over the hump of it. Right. It is. And it's, it acts, it's actually fun. It's not like, yes, you know, therapy, it's coaching yourself or listening to yourself and saying, what do I love to do? And how do I love to do it? And, and I've been trying this thing, you know, it's those, like your two jot, your commercial and your residential design. It's like, Hmm, this might not actually be the way I want to be involved in this industry. How else can I be involved in this industry or a different industry for that matter? Yes. And it's really about just how you, you just did that beautifully, right? You shifted the question from a very a one that will give you a dead end answer of like, how am I going to get through this? How to, how do I keep up right to like, how else could I be doing this? How else could I do this in a way that lights me up as opposed to drains me? And so it's asking yourself better questions. And that is so much about what I do as a coach mm-hmm. is ask you and drop in those very well-timed questions so that you can arrive at your own answers and start to gain 
insight from yourself, because that's ultimately what we want to build as the skill is to be able to lead ourselves through our creative practices and creative careers um, so that we can stay in that alignment or that flow as much as possible. Oh my gosh. I I'm imagining people all over the place perking up at this conversation. (laughs) How do I do that? How do I do that? Oh, there's lots of ways. So tell me how then you moved from, okay, I'm, you know, getting phone calls from clients during dinner to kind of aligning with that next step and how to be involved. You found a way to be involved in the interior design business without maybe having to explain that the forklift just went through the back of the sofa and the fabric is discontinued. Been there, done that. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So after I hired my mindset coach, I really, I really thought I was going to stay in design. Mm -hmm. And the more that I saw that it all stemmed from me, I thought this is something that other people need Mm. and this does not exist. You mean the the conversation that you'd been having with her and how that was changing her outlook? Yes. And just changing the results that I was able to produce in my business Mm. in terms of just being more efficient, more focused, more constrained, I think. And I know creatives don't like that word. They get kind of (laughs) itchy when they hear the word constraint. But what I found was like, even in my interior design business, I had all these different ideas of different ways that I could grow my business, different services I could offer. Maybe I would start a textile line. Maybe I would do some blogging and do some affiliate marketing with that. And so there were so many stops and starts. And I say this coming from a place of, I had a nice business, like I was doing well, but when I look back, had I applied these principles that I now teach my clients to what I was doing, I could have gone much farther, much faster and been working a lot less. And so really it's like, I'm the coach. I wish I could have hired for myself Mm. to be like, here, listen, this, I'm going to save you a bunch of time and a bunch of stress. Just apply these principles to the things that are priorities in your life and your business. And it's just going to make it so much easier. Oh my gosh. I just, I love that. I think finding that way to be our own best medicine is, um, it's not easy, always easy to know, but maybe, you know, with the help of someone or a certain course or whatever, finding those checkpoints for you, because who, who, what creative doesn't like 200 things at the same time, you know, all those things you listed off. I I just was sort of doing, you know, like, Oh yeah. A (laughs) a nod of, you know, like maybe I can start a fabric line. Maybe I can start a, who knows a million things, but it's that focus. And that focus comes from understanding yourself and listening to those things and the true love of what you, you do. Like I had a great conversation with someone recently who's been doing her artwork, putting her artwork out into the world a certain way through licensing and things like that. And is really saying, what if I just opened what I've always wanted to do, have a little store in my hometown Mm -hmm. and still could do those things, but do it in a way that lights me up, lights my customers up, you know, so, you know, there's so many different ways for each of us to view our path. So Yes. And I think a really important piece of this is really understanding what your long-term vision is. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest hiccups that I see with creatives is that we're only thinking three, six months ahead of things. And then you're making decisions based on the results and the experience that you already have. So it's much more of this firefighting mode versus this is where I'm headed. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do things today that are going to align with where I'm going. And it's not to say that you have to arrive at that exact endpoint or that you need to understand the exact how of how you're going to get there right in this moment, but it really snaps you into focus when you're entertaining new ideas of, mm-hmm. yeah, that might be fun, but is it going to ultimately get me what I want either in my business or in the lifestyle that I want to create? And it becomes this filter that you can use. And it's so powerful. Oh my gosh. Like stop your, whatever you're listening to the, this on, go back 30 seconds and listen to that again. <laughs> this is so <laughs> powerful. I think for me too, sometimes, and maybe, maybe it's just a human trait, but we're like, oh, I have all the time to figure out what that is that I want to do focus on. And right now I just need to focus on I'm paying the rent. I have to get the kids to school. I have to make sure I finish this assignment by Tuesday. And we kind of lose track of what we're building towards sometimes. And it's, and it's another one of those scary things to stop and think about. It's like, what if I want to change my mind? Well, we can. Yes. And I think one of the tips that I give people, and I think would be great for your listeners to think about is to let themselves dream with Mm. permission to not act on it. Mm. Because that's Mm. one of the things that I see with my private coaching clients. One of the first things that we do is establish a business and life vision. And this can be a little bit challenging because we start to come up against all these limiting beliefs. Mm. We are, our tendency is to create that vision based on what we think we can have right? Like what's possible for us in this moment. And that's very limited. And so I think it can be freeing to say like, if you waved a magic wand, what is it that you would want your business and life to look like? Mm -hmm. And then give yourself permission to not do a single thing about it. Mm. So it takes the pressure off. Cause I think that's what people are worried about is, well, I'm going to let it out in the day and light a day. And then I'm going to have to do something. And what if I fail? What if I, you know, make the wrong choice? What if I change my mind? And then we, and then we never even see what those possibilities are because we're afraid to look. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And those limiting beliefs come right in. It's like, well, could I really make that much? And could I really dream that you know, live that dream that I have. And, and then if you just give the permission to put that out there without having to act on it, there's something really strong about putting it out there. Amazing things happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to back up to, you were working with a life coach and you, did you start to realize that, oh my gosh, you know, I'm finding out things about my dream that maybe aren't aligned with what I'm doing every day. Yes. Yeah. I was having a lot of drama about returning from maternity leave, which I took a, taken a full year off uh, when we had my daughter and she's like, okay, well just write out a couple of things that you're thinking about doing. And my business as it is today is one of those things Mm. that I wrote out. And just like you said, like putting that out there, things can start to happen. And, and I think that's just so, so fun to think of the possibilities. Mm. That's so cool. So then did you, after maternity leave, did you come back as a interior designer or did you revamp immediately? I came back as an interior designer. I also was doing some writing. I love to love to write. So definitely if anyone is a fan of the written content, um, go check me out on Instagram. Cause I'm yes. super regular over there. Um, so I did some of that 
And then it probably wasn't till maybe almost a year later that I pursued my certification. I really, really had to convince my husband that this was a good idea. (laughs) He's like, why you have this successful interior design business? Why are you shutting up shop? Like this makes zero sense. I don't understand what coaching is. (laughs) I don't think anyone's going to buy it. And I mean, I say this with absolute love because he's one of the, like my biggest cheerleaders, but he just is like, I just don't get it. And you're not the only one who, who, who has that conversation because we, it's that same thing. We're, we're building something in our mind, but other people see a successful career. So it's hard for them to understand. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, looking back, I'm so thankful that he had that bit of resistance because really it allowed me to sell myself on like, Mm. this is the most amazing idea ever. And of course I'm the person to go do it Mm -hmm. because I had so many conversations with him about like, no, I really think this is a thing. This is how I envision it working. Um, and just building that confidence in the idea and myself. And, um, and I actually had reached out to a designer in town about doing some writing for her. She did a lot of pitches to publications and whatnot. And off the cuff, I just mentioned the idea of my coaching business to her in this conversation. And she was like, well, I'll be your guinea pig. (gasps) Nice. And did that. And shortly after signed up for coach training through the life coach school, which I think is the absolute best training out there. And I kind of feel like the rest is history. I love that so much. And you, you've niched down, which is also super awesome because I don't know where else I would look for an interior designer coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you went I've... to light, light, you did the life school training first, which mm-hmm. really prepared you for how to help other people in the niche that you wanted. Yes. So it, that really is a life coach training mm-hmm. for yeah. mindset mindset coaching. Um, and it's a year long program that you're in and there's tons of specific feedback from all of their master coach trainers and peer coaching and evaluation of yourself and all of those things. It's amazing. It's a place to start to learn about, cause you have to learn about that first. You just, you know, just going in is certainly possible, but to, to really commit yourself to the work where you're going to understand yourself and then be able to understand others. Yeah. So it's really the mind mindset component combined with my business knowledge yeah. of running an interior design business. And then I blend those two things together really, right. which I think is where the magic happens. Oh my gosh, it is. Because I think, especially in our industry, I, and I say our industry as a broad industry, creative industry. Mm-hmm. So you might be product developer, you might be, you know, illustrator, you might be making product, you might be an interior designer, you might, you know, have a combination of those things, but it's hard to know where to go for the right kind of learning and coaching and personal development within that for somebody who gets it. Yeah. And I think the interior design industry, just like every creative industry, right? Whether you're a graphic designer, there's overlapping themes, but there's Mm. also things that are very specific to the issues that you face or the challenges of that particular business. And then I think the other piece of that is mindset work is very different than consulting. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to have the training on both sides because in my opinion, the highest service that I can give my client is to help them think better for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of, I think really the difference of 
straight consulting versus mindset coaching, Mm -hmm. where it's not necessarily me giving you advice. Sure. I'm going to give you tips. And if I know that there's things that will shortcut your pain, absolutely. I'm going to offer that up. But when there's a multitude of options and all of them will work, let's figure out what works best for you. A great example of this is systems. So in my group program, that's one of the things that we talk about is creating efficient systems and processes. There's a million ways you could set up a system, but you're going to know how you work best. You're going to know your business best. You're going to know if you hate digital and only do paper, or if you are a pile of paper and you need to get it on the computer to save yourself. So it's things like that, where you learn how to really ask the best type of questions to get the best type of answers to then take action from. So I think there's, there's importance um, of having this skill set on both sides. Natalie and I wanted to introduce you all to our membership community that we've created called Relish Your Creativity. It's something we're really, really excited about, and we just wanted to share a little bit more of it with you. It's been a few months now in the making, and we built this community to really hone in on clarifying what your creative path is. So we focus on clarity. We want to promote confidence in showing up who you are, authentically you, and be in community with one another. This is a global community with members all over the world. And the richness that comes from these conversations in the community really just moves us all forward in indescribable ways. It's super fun. We have prompts to make you feel creative during the month or that focus on the theme. You know, we have Q and A's every month. We have guests. But the most important part, clarity, confidence, and that community part, and making you feel like you have the support of both Natalie and I and the peers in this group to move you forward on the path you're on. And it's been really exciting to see the things that are happening in there and just really to come together. We we do co-working sessions live, and there's just all sorts of ways that... It's just a very comfortable, warm, friendly, welcoming place to be, and we'd love you to be part of it. So to find out more about it, go to www.relishyourcreativity.com. I do agree, and I and I love that also you come from commercial interior design, <laughs> residential interior design, and then you went and added this whole mindset part to it. So you can combine... You can work with people having absolutely stood in their shoes. Are people just lined up at your door? <laughs> well, I don't make my address public. Yeah. Um, except to you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's been, it's been really wonderful to see the interest in the, mm-hmm. the services that I offer mm-hmm. and just the, the impact of it. And, and I've, you know, expanded from the private coaching to my group programs so that mm-hmm. I'm able to really share the system that I would be sharing with people with, um, it's called out of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these different facets of what brings a creative business owner into overwhelm. And so Mm -hmm. to be able to package that up and share it within a community where other designers know that they're not the only one that's having this problem and get the support has been really incredible. I think sometimes that's the biggest thing, especially for again, design creative, we are often working in a bubble 
or a private space or a small space, or we feel like we don't have anybody to talk to, but our clients or our, mm-hmm. maybe our agent or something like that. And I think certainly online has gone a long way to connecting us and have giving us a, it's a very kind, the peer group is very kind to each other. I find we, we really support each other. However, often we're, we're up against the same issues and to be able to, to hear that you're not the only one that feels that way and that there might be a way around out or through it with some help is really strong. It's a, it's a good message to know. It's a wonderful thing to, to know. Yeah. And just getting insight from the way other people do things in their business. Absolutely. Um, And it's one of those things where you don't know that you don't know. Right. right? So, and that's one of the reasons that I love the group coaching component is because somebody can ask a question and they have a blind spot that you have that you had no idea you even had. And so you see your problem reflected in what they're asking for coaching on. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. I get it. (laughs) Sometimes it really helps to see, see it through another example for sure. Cause you're not Mm. so in it. You're not so emotionally attached. Um, you know, it's kind of, kind of like a, uh, a different window into the issue. Yeah. I went through, I just looked through your website and this is all in the show notes, everyone. So you can find out all about Desi and her program, but I just love kind of how you set up the weeks and it just, it just makes sense. And it's, it's a get to know about yourself and do a little bit more work. And just seems like a really well thought out, very user-friendly approach. And I'm sure people just have gained so much from it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And yeah, it is really meant to guide you through these different stages. And then it's there for you to come back to, right? So we cover a wide variety of topics Mm -hmm. because there are many factors influencing the overwhelm. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of clients come to me thinking they just need time management, Mm -hmm. but really it's talking about people pleasing and saying no to people, um, and learning how to let go of your control enthusiast tendencies. Mm -hmm. So there's all these other pieces of it and you may or may not be in a position right now in your business where you need it. And it's something you need a year from now. And that information is always there for you to refer back to, or maybe you don't have the capacity to implement everything at once, Right. but you take that one thing that's the most immediate need, you dial in on that, and then you layer in things as you go. I love that. I think that's something to talk about for a second, because I feel like sometimes with this kind of deep diving into ourselves, we, we don't necessarily have the capacity to just pivot and be like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do it. You have to, we have to take it in and think, okay, can I do that? Is, is this, am I feeling aligned? Can I, do I need to convince anybody else in my life? (laughs) Do I, do I need different money? You know, all those things. So it's nice to have all these, these learnings to be able to come back to and systems, like you said, um, and just all that. I think that's, that's an important thing to remember that you don't, you can have that dream, but not try and solve it all at once. Like you said, before. yes. And I encourage you not to solve it all, yeah, all at once. For if sure. You, if you know me, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to focus on one thing, see it through and then move on to the next. And, um, and on so many of them, there is overlap. And once you start to see things differently in one area, it's, you start to see it differently in all areas. Um, Absolutely. and so even if you aren't maybe 
going all in on the delegating module, but you've really got a strong um, sense of what the, the boundaries and saying no module is. Well, delegating might be just taking things off your list. <laughs> exactly. So that would be a saying no. So it's, you can be working on it all, you know, in a way, but having a focus gets you much it's, further. It's permission. Yeah. Yes. Permission. So, so good. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people too, that are like, wait a minute, I don't, I'm not officially an interior designer, but I'd sure like, the, I'd sure like to know more about this. <laughs> I think so much of it crosses over for sure. So I, oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just, well, obviously because the program that you went through, we all have our stories, right. And our paths, like we we're talking about. So it's just honing in on the things that feel like they all go together for us. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure you probably see this in your field too. I mean, one of the things that I was trained on was how to mindset coach on weight loss. Mm. Well, I don't do anything with weight loss in my program, but a lot of the principles that Mm -hmm. are part of weight loss. So for example, um, learning to allow urges for food, candy, that kind of thing. That's something that you learn how to do in your business, where you learn to allow the urge to not check your email 10 times an hour or allow the urge to not pick up your phone and start scrolling through Instagram because you're trying to avoid the anxiety that's present. Cause you've got a big presentation coming up, things like right. that, where it's, it's all so, so applicable. Oh, I love that so much. And I really think that, well, you've said so much already that I'm just over here nodding to, you know, it just, it just makes a lot of sense. I know you've, you have a product too, um, interior designers daily, get it done planner. Tell me a little bit about how that came to be for you. It is part of a scheduling process that I developed and wanted to share with others. And I think really it was like the seed of the out of overwhelm program, but Mm. it's a completely free resource for people. They can just go to desicresswell.com forward slash daily planner. And it definitely is applicable to all. Um, but I will make references to the interior design industry in there. And it's, it's a really simple system that teaches you how to plan your days so that you are focused, that your activities are really aligning with the overall goals that you have in your business and life. Mm. And it saves you a ton of time. And when you save time, you have got more time to go play. And then of course, you've got way more profit because we all know when, um, at least when you're in a billable situation, when you're spending a lot of time twiddling around, you don't end up billing the client for that. So it's true. (laughs) There's so many benefits of it. And so that really was the seed to my group program. So it's, it's a little sneak peek to the planner that I, um, provide my clients with once they join the program. And so if anyone's interested in getting a taste of it, that would be a great resource to download. That's so great. I, you know, planners as a, I don't know, a category, if you will, are so popular, but I find myself flipping through them and thinking, am I going to, is this going to get me somewhere? Like, I mean, of course it's a lovely place to write down what's happening, but there's so many ways to help you be more efficient or help you cut through some of that clutter and chatter. And so I can't wait to, can't wait to dig in. Yes. And it's, and I think that's an important thing that you bring up because it's never the planner that's going to produce the results for you. Right. (laughs) If I buy this planner, (laughs) then I'm going to become an organized person. Right. It could happen. It could, (laughs) but it's probably not likely. (laughs) No, those are still sitting empty in my yeah bookshelf. Yeah. And so that's why there's actually 
mind ba- mindset-based coaching questions that you're yes. going to answer in addition to planning the day. Perfect. Because it's never that you don't know what to do. Like I'm going to give you some great tips that you might not have thought about for time blocking and all of those things that are going to be helpful. But the big secret is then learning how to actually do the system and follow through on it. And that's, that's the big difference where the mindset piece comes in is that it helps you follow through and actually stick with it because any system can work, but you need to actually use it. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you raised your hand and said, I'd love to talk to you because (laughs) this, I really, I just have to circle back around to the fact that I just think mindset is what we pay the least attention to and what matters the most, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we look at all the time we spend doing, doing, doing other things. When you put this into practice for yourself, so you went back to get your certification, but when you started putting this whole thought process into practice for yourself. How did you see shifts happening? Mm, So many ways. Um, The big piece of it would be completed projects or completed initiatives in my business and um, more focus and definition around what my goals are and Mm. what I actually wanted to achieve. So it wasn't just chasing activities. Mm. It was going, you know, consistently towards a goal that I actually wanted, as opposed to with my design business, I didn't, I never took the time to understand what that overarching goal was of what I wanted to create. And I think that's just why I ended up in that position of that hamster wheel again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can say within my coaching business, like I, you know, last year set a goal for myself and I created it in half the time. Mm-hmm. And it was an income goal. And I ended up being able to triple it with the rest wow. of the year I had left. And so wow. that's what comes from yeah. using these tools and being focused and really intentional with the way that you are using your time, using your brain, re- using your resources, all those things. I love that so much because we all, all, every one of us have the capability to achieve that. Absolutely. I hundred percent believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about getting out of our own way and stopping long enough to let ourselves organize our steps and know what that goal is and try and, you know, make a plan to get there. And I love that you say you tripled it because I hear this, I hear, I hear this often when, when somebody starts to really align their practice, what they're going to do, they really have done the work, the mindset work, they're listening to their gut. They're, they've cleared away the insecurities and just said, I'm just going to, it's not that they're not there. I'm just going to put them over here. Mm-hmm. It, that really happens. I've heard it over and over again. And I just think that's super exciting. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's great to bring up that evidence hmm. for all the listeners, because one of the biggest things that I hear, and I'm sure you hear it too, is like, I don't have time to, to set aside and think about what my vision is. Mm-hmm. Like I've got things to do, Yep, <laughs> but that little investment of time, whether it is planning your day or thinking big picture is going to give you such a return on your investment. It's like, you can't afford not to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're going to have to figure out a way to have you come back or come on windowsill workshops that are launching soon and do a little, Ooh, of, that sounds fun. Do a little bit of work with, with us. Oh, that, that would be really fun us being the whoever wants to that's listening. <laughs> whoever wants to join the party. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I am supercharged from this conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I just love what you're, what you're doing and, and how you've found your way. Um, when did you officially start working the, the out of overwhelm program? That's a good question. I think it was in 2019, maybe. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I think that would make sense. Yeah. You must've had some really interesting work to do with people in the past couple of years with every being, everything being so different. Yeah. It's been a wild ride, Yeah, but you know, it's interesting because I think that often the the problems I'll call them problems. That sounds a little dramatic, but like the, the things that aren't quite working for you, right. Mm-hmm. Those were already there. Yeah, And then yeah, the sure. pandemic just really brought them to light and accelerated <laughs> the magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if you been kind of getting skating by doing things a little haphazardly, it was working. And then all of a sudden it just really wasn't working. Right. So interesting. And I think certainly for a lot of people that I talk to who are working really hard and I'm thinking more illustrators, makers who are working really hard to find out how to put their work in front of people, certainly interior designers as well. It's that kind of gaping hole of the steps to take because it's shifting sands. And and I think for an interior designer, you know, for instance, I had an, uh, an artist who was not this kind of ties it all together, interior design at least and 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 illustrating. She wasn't sure how to get her work. It wasn't selling the way she wanted. And how do I get in front of the right people? So she happened to go on LinkedIn, which is one of the ways to find resources, mm-hmm. and hooked up with a whole interior design client base who mm-hmm. loved it. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of doing that work. Cer- certainly is my mindset in the right place, but she how do you start to look at your client base as more organic? Like instead of just saying anthropo, you know, the things we know, the stores we know that are around us, how do you say like, if I just start to put myself into the world in the way that really represents my heart and gut, then I am going to show people are just, I'm sorry. They just notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Cause you show up differently. It's about being the person who has the result that you want ahead of time without the evidence, because with this, the woman that you're just describing, of course, she didn't know how, right. If she knew how she'd already have done it. And so that's really where the like combination of the mindset with the action, right? Because we have to develop that inner resource of confidence and willingness to put ourselves out there, the willingness to fail, to try all the different actions that might lead us to the desired results and have our own back along the way. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you all day. (laughs) Me too. I I really believe in this so strongly. I think those of you listening, do you have just a little exercise to leave people with that might be a good way for them to be thinking, you know, what is my, what is my goal or how do I kind of have maybe plant a positive seed or, you know, one little tidbit that could maybe take them out of overwhelm. Oh, goodness. Hmm. I don't know. That's a big, that was a surprise question. question. (laughs) Um, Or just maybe a quote, you know, a favorite quote or a a, a way to start your day thinking like, yeah. Okay. So let me teach you about powerful questions then. Okay. Thank you, by the way, for being flexible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cause there were like so many different ways that I could answer that. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things with the brain is that it's kind of like a Google search engine. So whatever you start to input 
as a question, it's going to want to start to populate immediately. And so when I, when I work with clients and teaching them this powerful question tool, we want to make sure that we are inputting a good, high quality question. Mm. Usually we're asking ourselves really, really crappy questions, Mm -hmm. right? Like, am I ever going to be able to do this? Is this ever going to work for me? Right. Right. Like, why does this have to, why does this have to be so hard? Perfect examples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we take one of those very unhelpful questions that we notice ourselves saying, Mm -hmm. and we flip it so that it's positively framed because once we start to frame it positively, our brain is going to come up with a much more useful answer. So Mm -hmm. if you look at it in terms of what was that one I just said, like, why does this have to be so hard? Mm -hmm. You can flip it to what if it was easy? There you go. And just start to notice that internal dialogue. And when you notice those negatively framed thoughts come up, challenge yourself to flip them. And that will be a dramatic change and shift in your perception of the day. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that so much. I really, I believe in that with every cell. I I just think that's, it just helps so much. It really does. And uh, thank you very much for that extra positive tool. Oh, my pleasure. I hope everyone tries it and then reports back to me. Let's me know how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I would love to know who's inspiring you right now. Sure. So it might not be anyone that your audience is familiar okay. with. We always go look at these. We always go dig around and find these people. I do. Okay. Sometimes I've heard of them and sometimes I haven't. Okay. So I would say someone who's inspiring me right now is one of my mentors, Lauren Cash. And she is an incredibly gifted individual for so many reasons, a wonderful person as well. And in the past year, she has really made so many iterations of her business. Hmm. She has um, made tons of shifts in like the types of services, how she's offering the services, just even in her branding, her message, like how she's showing up. And I think that that has been so inspiring to me because I think that we worry that at least this used to be a concern for me mm-hmm. that, oh, I'm changing things again. And right. people are going to think I'm flaky, that I don't stick with things mm. as opposed to no, this is the natural flow. As you evolve, as you learn new information, as you try new things, you make new decisions based on the new information that you have. And I think she's just been such an example to me of how I can watch her and be inspired by that. And how it's a source of permission for me to do the same as opposed to, I don't look at her and judge. Right. And so I know that if I, that's not my experience, then I, I have faith that that is the experience of others looking on at me as I continue to grow as a coach and a business owner and continue to have new interests and new things that I'm exploring and want to share with audiences. I love that because I think so many of us or we'll hear like, this is how you're supposed to do this right now, or what you're shifting again or whatever that is. But if you frame it, that's just, it kind of goes back to your framing your question a different way. If somebody you already know you admire, or you, you like what they say or how it comes across. And if you can watch their progress and you can tell that you're, you're loving figuring that out along the way, or you're loving the fact that they're sharing that and sharing the, maybe the the trials and growth that comes from that, then it does allow us 
it, lo- it allows us to do the same. And that that's such a good example. I'm so good. I can't wait to learn more about Lauren Cash. Yeah, she's great. She's one of the master coaches at uh, the life coach school where I trained and I actually did an additional certification with her. Um, So she's, she's great. And she's blending all sorts of different time management and spirituality and psychology and just really interesting work that she's doing. Awesome. Thank you for that one. Yeah, of course. Anybody else? Let's see here. I'd say Sharon Salzberg continuously inspires me as well as, um, she's for anyone who doesn't know, she's a mindfulness teacher and, uh, most well known for her self-compassion work. And that is something that I think is so critical to the work that I do with clients and the work that I continue to do with myself, um, and the work that we all need to be doing. And what I love about it, her specifically, is she's just such a regular person. Mm. I don't know if you are familiar with her at all, but when she teaches, yeah. she gives such real life examples and yeah. shares her stories of how, even though she's such a seasoned practitioner and mm-hmm. so well-versed in all of these tools that even her mind throws her off balance at times. And so it just makes the practice of meditation and gaining more insight and awareness to yourself. So accessible, I think, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to it's this like, Oh, you have to go sit on a cushion for, you know, two hours a day in absolute silence and be a certain way. And so it's just, it's, I feel like she lives the practice and that's really inspiring to me as well. I agree. I mean, there's so much, um, strength in permission Mm -hmm. and absolutely self-compassion is it's not something that always comes easily for all of us. So that's a great thing to call out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And actually now that I'm thinking about it, she calls it loving kindness, but I think of it as self-compassion. So just in case that confuses anyone. Kristen Neff, if you want, if you want, uh, self-compassion specifically framed that way, Kristen Neff is a great resource for your listeners to check out as well. Oh, that's perfect. That's really great. I think those two things are, they're just food for thought. I hope for everyone, all of this, because I think we all can relate, right. And we're in just different stages of knowing where we are knowing where we're going, but we're all going somewhere. So why not have the mindset to put, be taking the steps that are aligned with your goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a delightful conversation. Likewise. I'm really, really glad to, to know more about you. And I have a feeling this won't be the last time that we'll talk for sure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to, and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. 
Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.